Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
good Wednesday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. This is where we broadcast live every morning, 7 to 9 Central Time, with the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. No BS here, no BS allowed. If you have your opinion, that's fine. Try to back it with facts and evidence. We'll listen. But facts and evidence are the key to the bedrock of honesty in our judicial system in this country, which is now rightfully under severe attack. And the judicial system itself is crumbling and teetering on the cliff toward doom. Now, that's not alarmism. Those are facts. Never before has this country or its legal system been under more scrutiny, and rightfully so, but been in a more precarious position because of the partisan antics of judges, the corrupt antics of prosecutors, and an entire system that has been overhauled by a pack of liberal radicals who are in the distinct minority of people in this country. We are in a dangerous position because we've allowed it to happen. And we have plenty of facts to back it up today. Our phone lines, as always, are open for you, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. Unlike most shows in this country, we allow you to come in and voice your opinion. Back it up. We're not afraid of a differing opinion, for sure. In fact, we welcome that. I would love to give you the facts that support what I'm saying versus the facts that support your differing view. If you have them, bring them. If you don't, and I suspect you don't if you're a liberal, you'll continue to stay quiet and whimper your way through your weaselly little life. Because you are despicably a part of what's wrong with this country, and there's plenty wrong with it. You never used to be able to say that. When I was growing up, you point to this country, as was Ronald Reagan said, the shining beacon on the hill. It was our, we were the shining light in the world. If we found corrupt elections or no free and fair elections in a country, we'd use that as a reason to go in there. Now we're the ones. We're the ones arresting political opponents for no reason. We're the ones arresting people who simply disagree with those in power. That takes place in China, Russia. Iran, North Korea, not here. But don't kid yourself. It's happening right here, right now. We no longer have the moral high ground. You will hear plenty of people say that this morning, including Victor Davis Hanson. We have no credibility internationally anymore. It's gone. Gone. Do you know how hard it is to get credibility back once you lose it? Try telling somebody a whopper of a lie. I don't mean, you know, uh, I went to Walgreens instead of CVS. Tell somebody a lie that matters. Have them find out about it. And then try to restore your credibility with them. Multiply that by a million times, and that's where this country is. Zero credibility. We have a former icon of St. Louis, 
Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, which has fallen victim and caved on their knees, on their knees, to the woke, radical, tranny community. Can you imagine? Imagine. Executives and former executives at Anheuser-Busch told me yesterday that there's a company-wide panic that everyone was summoned to New York for meetings and that the marketing person behind this appears to be a woman hired out of Stanford, a woke female Stanford grad. What a stunner. Could you have predicted that? If someone had said to an FBI profiler, Profile the person who's behind this idiocy at Anheuser-Busch. They probably would have said, woke, female, young, Stanford grad. One federal judge has declared he will never again hire any Stanford law students to clerk in his office. Good for you, judge. You're trying to restore honesty and integrity to a broken judicial system populated by corrupt judges everywhere. Partisan corrupt judges is the norm today. That judge is the aberration. He's putting an end to it, at least in his office. And he's a federal judge, so it carries a little more weight. What you saw yesterday was an assault on this country. What Anheuser-Busch is doing is an assault on the very fabric of this country. Beer drinkers, here's a memo to Anheuser-Busch. Know your audience. Beer drinkers aren't trannies. If every transgender person in this country drank Bud Light, it would not help Anheuser-Busch one iota. Their bottom line wouldn't move. If every transgender person in this country did not drink Bud Light, it wouldn't hurt Anheuser-Busch one iota. And yet they caved to the smallest morsel of radical lunatics in this country. And one of these executives told me that Anheuser-Busch's philosophy under InBev is to hire the smartest people in the country. To which this particular very successful former executive said, I know a lot of C students who are brilliant marketing people. Oh, no, they said, we won't hire them. And thus, you have a transgender speaking on behalf of Bud Light. Joe Sixpack, transgender, they don't go together. Anheuser-Busch with an epic marketing failure of a basic, simple marketing tenet. Know your audience. So those two staples of American society, at least in St. Louis, the Iconic Anheuser-Busch, which never has been iconic since the Bush family sold it. And now our own country. Because of a radical lunatic in New York. And Chicago continues with their consistently stupid, idiotic, imbecilic, illiterate voting practices. Putting another radical progressive, simply because he's black, into the mayoral chair. Chicago has had crooked mayors since the dawn of time and nothing changes pretty soon urban areas inner city areas will be just a bombed out Beirut nobody cares nobody cares to go into the cities anymore 
Nobody in their right mind goes into the cities anymore. And it's only getting worse. So when you land at O'Hare, the greeting should be, Welcome to Beirut. Not welcome to Chicago. Once a great city, never again. Another reason for secession of the red states. There's only one cure for this. Well, there's two. God could make an appearance and say, that's enough. We're done with this. But he won't. He's going to let people sow their own seeds and sow their own gravestones. So the only other option is red states wake up and say, we're done. You can fund yourselves, you crooked radicals. See how far you go. We'll do our thing. But don't you dare venture into our states because we're going to put old-fashioned guard towers up on our borders because we're going to have borders, and you ain't getting in. And you can go pound salt when you go broke. Don't come crying to us. We don't want anything to do with you. Take your Bud Light, put your transgender's picture on the can, and sell it. Good luck with that, Anheuser-Busch. What a pack of lunatics. But nothing took the cake like it did yesterday in New York. And you're going to hear from a host of people today, including President Trump himself. You're going to hear what we know about this judge, Juan Merchant, in New York, one of the most arrogant, pompous, corrupt judges you'll ever find in your life. Why is he corrupt? Because he knows that he has a built-in bias of hatred toward Donald Trump, who's a defendant in front of him, and he will not recuse himself. How do we know that? We're going to tell you a little bit later on with facts. Here's another fact. If buying a car to you feels like going to the dentist and nobody likes that, except the dentist, then call stl-cars.com, 314-309-3633, 314-309-3633. You can text them too. Just ask for Don. Tell him we sent you. And you won't have to go through the pain of beating your head against a wall, going to several dealerships, trying to negotiate a deal. When all you have to do at stl-cars.com is go to their website, look at the thousands of cars they have there, pick the one you want, call or text them and tell them the price you want to pay. They'll get the car for you. And you drive it away, or they'll bring it to you. If you don't like what you see on the website, call them anyway. Tell them, I didn't see what I want, but here's what I want. They'll go get it. And they can do that because they have a tremendous network of dealer inventory throughout the country. So they'll deliver it to you right to your doorstep. VIP concierge maintenance services are also available. So don't take it to a dealership or a body shop and go broke. If you have problems with your car, take it to stl-cars.com. Let me give you that number again because that's the important thing to remember. It's 314-309-3633. Text or call and ask for Don. Tell him that Slayton told you to call and that I have purchased three vehicles from them, whether it's a a car, an SUV, or a truck, they've got them all. My son just purchased an SUV from them. They delivered it to him from Alabama. We're living live in the movie Escape from New York. Except we're trying to escape from everywhere. Every urban area for sure. 
Of course, crime just transfers itself from the cities to the suburbs if the suburbs allow it. All of this gets down to the one basic tenet of life. Don't put up with their bullshit. My dad taught me that a long, long time ago. Don't take anybody's crap. They're no better than you. Why would you put up with this? What suburbs are going to put up with this? We're going to find out because they're coming. All the criminals are heading toward you. But it's not for a while because they've got to destroy all of the inner cities first. But you look at St. Louis County as an example. They put one of these prosecutors in there, Wesley Snipes Bell. He wants to free all the heinous violent criminals and let them prey on you. Now we've got a lunatic derelict as the prosecutor in St. Charles County. But he's not one of these whacked out progressives, at least. He's a derelict, but he's not a whacked out progressive. From harassing women to DWIs, this guy's run the gamut. But he's not a progressive. Harassing female judges, I might add. That's our standard now. The guy can go bang on the door of a female judge in the middle of the night demanding sex, I suppose, or somehow, why aren't we dating? Then can get charged with DWIs or some such charge down at the Lake of the Ozarks with a boat. or I don't know the details of it now. They escaped me. There were so many. And he's held as the standard. He's the one we look to and go, okay, shoo, at least he's not a progressive. The, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. It was inevitable because this country became a home for apathetic people who just sit back on their lazy asses and say and do nothing. Oh, it'll never come to me. I'll just live in my little domicile. Well, it comes to you every day in the form of tax increases, high prices, inflation. So what do you mean it never comes to you? They don't knock on your doorstep yet. But they've done that to others. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. St. Louis was at it again in the city elections yesterday, electing all progressives as aldermen. <laughs> I just want to watch St. Louis sink into the Mississippi. I re- that would be the greatest feeling for me of all time. I have nothing to do with the city of St. Louis. I wouldn't go down there to a Cardinal game, to a soccer game, to a Battle Hawks game. I want nothing to do with the city of St. Louis. It's one of the most corrupt areas, one of the most crime-riddled areas in the country. Why would you go there? And yet people do. They don't take cases referred by the police. They've got a corrupt prosecutor who refuses to resign. You know what? I just got a, a, a note from someone who informed me of something I wasn't aware of. That lunatic prosecutor that I just described in St. Charles County quit last week. I missed it. See, we admit it when we miss things. I missed it completely. Good. Hey, give him some more credit. At least he resigned. You don't see that down there in the city. You don't see it in the county. No, you don't. 
So we have to give St. Charles credit and Tim Lomar some credit. He's been a rival of mine. By rival, I mean enemy. Because I had a case against him and his behavior. But he uh, is leaving the job. He says that he's proud of what he's accomplished. He's protected St. Charles County and one of the greatest honors of his life. And then he went on to identify all of the things he claims he's done. He says he's retiring from public office and he's entering private practice. He has no choice. What he did to his own reputation as a public official was disgraceful. And when I had the case, and I can comment on it now, I won't mention the names of the people involved, but what he had done trying to get someone, get someone, because he had a relationship with this person's soon-to-be ex-wife, was incredible. And so a friend, a lawyer friend of mine who knew him, got in the middle and said to him on a conference call with him and a local prosecutor, municipal prosecutor, Kevin's loud, Kevin's aggressive. He won't go away. If you ever want to run for higher office, it's best that you get rid of this case. And guess what happened? It went away. Went away. He says he'll forever be humbled and grateful. Later on, by the way, he described to a lawyer that I was on his shit list. He'll forever be humbled and grateful to have been given the responsibility and opportunity by voters to do his part to ensure St. Charles County is truly one of the very best places to live and raise a family. I wonder if that female judge would second that notion, whose door he banged on in the early hours of a morning. I wonder if the client that I had would second that notion. Hmm. I'm thinking no, and neither would I. But hey, I I digress. No, I divest. (laughs) Either one. Joe Biden, Slayton. Remember, our phone lines are always open, 636-538-0746. So here's what happened yesterday, all right? Let's let Alvin Bragg, as corrupt a prosecutor as there has ever been, tell us what the charges were while not telling us what the charges were. Donald Trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment returned by a Manhattan grand jury on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. Now, defraud whom and hide what crime? Huh. He didn't tell us that. Well, why don't you tell us what the law is? Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records. We cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. Really? You mean the city that you're the prosecutor in that has murders, beatings, carjackings, robberies every single day? You mean the city that had... X number of felonies charged, and you got rid of 52% of them and drew them down to misdemeanors. You mean that crime that you will not allow to go on? 
I mean, let's hear that nonsense again. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records. We cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. Cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct? I just showed you how he normalizes it. 52% of the felony cases he reduced to misdemeanors on his own. By the way, you know what his conviction rate is? Prosecutors in this country have an overwhelming success rate in convictions because they have the power of the state. They have their own investigators. You're a poor defendant. You have to hire an investigator. You have to hire a lawyer. They don't. They're funded by you, the defendant. So their conviction rate, on average, in every locale in this country, is 94% plus. You know what his conviction rate in New York City is? 50%. This guy's not only corrupt, he's an idiot. He's incompetent as can be. New York people love to tell you how tough they are. Hey, we're the tough, brash New Yorkers. Your people are insidiously stupid. Look at who you elect. Good God Almighty, Letitia Jones is your attorney general. Hockiel is your governor. Before that, it was Cuomo. You had Hillary Clinton as a senator. <laughs> what a record for New Yorkers, the tough, brash New Yorkers. It's nothing but a crime family of politicians. So he didn't tell us what the crime was that Trump supposedly committed and was defrauding the people on. No such mention. So why do you suppose Trump did this, Alvin Bragg? Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? The evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. Now, (laughs) you're going to hear later on from people, but he just said, Trump did what he claims Trump did. There's no, by the way, there's no evidence of it. He says the evidence will show, but there is no evidence, and that is a unanimous opinion. No one disagrees with that, except maybe Dana Bash over there at CNN. You'll hear from her a little later on, too. So he claims this took place, and this is very important. You need to understand this. Listen again. Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? The evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. Bingo. Crimes relating to the 2016 election. Now, again, he never says what the crime is. Imagine being charged in court as a president of the United States and not being told what crime you committed. He never said. Then he he smirked and said he doesn't have to. But he said that they were committed during the 2016 election. And yet his own quote-unquote evidence claims that these things happened while Trump was in the White House. So someone explained to me, as I master the calendar, if I'm in the White House as president already, you claim I now did something while in the White House that defrauded the voters in the 2016 election for which I was elected, and I've been here for two years. Huh? Can anybody follow that? Of course you can't. Because nothing but a pack of hogwash and lies. This guy, I always say that liberals are pathological liars, but this guy takes it all the way. Jonathan Turley, who's a legal expert, a lawyer, and a professor of law, anything 
unexpected yesterday? This is basically what we expected. You had people like Lanny Davis, who represents uh, Michael Cohen, saying, I'm warning you, there's going to be a lot of new crimes here, and it's going to, there's going to be a lot of new facts. Well, it wasn't. I mean, th- this was the business falsification theory that we've talked about. The only surprising thing is that Bragg seemed to have solved the question of his authority through ambiguity. He just removed any direct references to what this underlying offense was. There's no mention of it. So you have lied about concealing a crime. What crime? I'm not telling you. Except that in this country, the Constitution mandates that a defendant who's charged has the right to face his accuser and understand the crimes he's being charged with. And yet, no mention of the crime. He lied. That's not against the law. People lie every day. Lied about what? He defrauded the voters in the 2016 election after he was already elected. (laughs) Never mind the fact that that's impossible. Let's just say it was possible. Defrauded them of what? The underlying crime. What's the crime? Not telling you. This is what you watched yesterday. (laughs) I mean, I know it sounds complicated, but it's not. That's why I tried to break it down into as simple terms as anybody. I always try to break something down. If I have a little expertise in an area, I think if I had no expertise, what would I want to hear that would make me understand this? Just like if, if a doctor was talking to me about something. Don't tell me medical terms. I don't understand them. Break it down to me. Am I going to live? You know, is my arm going to be okay? I don't need to know all of the medical mumbo-jumbo, and you don't need to know all the legal mumbo-jumbo here. All you need to know is this. He's being charged with a crime that this guy hasn't identified. The crime supposedly occurred after President Trump was president, and the crime in some somehow, some way, involved defrauding voters in the 2016 election, but he didn't commit it till after the election. That's all you really need to know. I don't even know where to begin with this fruitcake up there. Here's where I begin. I tell him to get on a fruit diet and lose about 50 pounds before you drop dead. And truthfully, what Bragg's counting on is this corrupt judge, Juan Mershon. And Jonathan Turley understands that what Bragg is banking on here is that he's got Mershon in the bank and he won't dismiss the case. Is he? Yeah, it's like that scene in Braveheart when he says, I hope we didn't get dressed up for nothing. I mean, it's he's hoping that this judge is going to be very timid and not throw this out. But there are substantial threshold legal questions here. And this case could collapse uh, before it gets to a trial. And this is not the only judge that will have to look at this. And I think that has to weigh heavily on him because uh, there's no there there. Now, whether he could fill in those gaps, we'll have to see. But you would think if you were going to indict a president, you would you would rise to that moment of history and tell people with precision what it is that you want to convict him on. But he didn't. Because there is no crime. Now, keep in mind, Jonathan Turley swings liberal. He swings to the left. He's not a Trump supporter. I always like to find people who aren't partisan to one extreme or the other. Like, I don't pay attention to anything Sean Hannity says because he's a far right-wing lunatic. 
John Yu is not. He's a former U.S. attorney. You heard Jonathan Turley talk about Bragg praying that this judge won't dismiss the case. What do you expect to have happen next, John Yu? I expect that President Trump's lawyers will make motions to just dismiss this case right away, never even let it get to trial because of these legal flaws. As you say, overcharging, where you've got 34 counts, it really looks like just two counts. Where you have, in fact, as you've just pointed out, there's no description of what the crime actually is that leads this to be a felony. President Trump might might have a good case that he's being charged by a vague law, that criminal laws have to be precise. You have to be precisely told what's illegal. Otherwise, your due process rights have been violated. He can also claim that Bragg is not allowed to try to prosecute federal law here, the election laws, by pretending it's some kind of state misdemeanor or felony. The Supreme Court has said that that's unconstitutional. <laughs> How many laws is Alvin Bragg breaking here? They're everywhere. John, you just said 34 counts. It really is two. Explain that to us, John, you. It's 34 counts. But each time the prosecutor alleges that Donald Trump sent a check to Michael Cohen, he charges him four times for each single check. And so you get the 34 counts really fast, but it's really only one course of conduct. It's really just the $130,000 payment broken up into basically 11 different times, 11 different checks multiplied by two or three times each. The other thing, and we talked about this on the program earlier this week and last week, is there's a big hole in this case and this indictment and the statement of facts that were released with it do nothing to fill that hole, which is how do you turn this misdemeanor, which you had to bring two years, within two years of the crime, how does it get elevated into a felony? Well, as you said, and as a press conference showed, Bragg says, oh, it's because he was fixing the books to conceal another crime. He nowhere explains in the indictment or in the statement of facts what that other crime is. We're left hanging. And if we don't know, I think this is a huge hole in the indictment. I think the defense attorneys are going to be all over it, especially if Bragg tries to say, oh, it's about somehow defrauding the entire voting public of New York or of the whole country. Yeah, defrauding them after they already voted. The, the crime occurred afterwards. There is no crime. By the way, paying someone who's extorting you to go away is not a crime. Never has been. If it were a crime, everybody at NBC News would be in jail. How many women have they paid off to shut up? How many accusers of Matt Lauer have been silenced? How many accusers of everybody over there virtually? How many people in Congress? Non-disclosure agreements are completely legal, and they've been going on since the dawn of time. So that isn't even illegal, whether he did or didn't. And Stormy Daniels, in a letter, said there was no affair. She later claims, of course, oh, I, well, I didn't mean that. Yeah, of course, because as a porn star, I'm not even sure she's a star. Let's put it this way. As a porn actress, you have so much credibility. I wouldn't believe you one way or the other. But since you had a lot to gain by lying, I'll go with that. This indictment is so bad so full of legal jeopardy that even the liberal media people are pissed off at Bragg 
including Andrew McCabe, who's in this montage, even he understands. And Andrew McCabe is as corrupt as they come. The FBI liar-in-chief who lied under oath to a FISA court. This guy thinks Bragg is full of crap. Here's where we're going to run into legal problems, because the indictment does not say what that second crime is, which is completely inexplicable to me. The entire point of an indictment is to tell the defendant, here's what you're charged with. He said federal campaign election law, but this is New York State. So he said state election law, but this is a campaign for president, which is a federal office. And there's literally one word about this in the statement. In fact, said something about tax but they didn't take a deduction of real questions about this. It's disappointment. It's hard to imagine convincing a jury that that they should get there. One source said to me, uh, this is Donald Trump. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. I had hoped that there would be more uh, in the indictment. Yeah, I'll bet you did, Von Jones, Van Jones, whatever your stupid name is. That was McCabe saying, it's hard to imagine convincing a jury of this. It sure is. And the first guy had it right. What's the crime? Imagine this country now being charged and what you're charged with is not mentioned. Lying is not a crime, as I said. Non-disclosure agreements are not crimes. Defrauding the voting public, lying about it to conceal another crime. First of all, if politicians, and of course, as I said already, the election had come and gone long before this idiot alleges Trump did anything wrong. So the crime he claims couldn't have happened. But anyway, it just keeps coming up into my head. Imagine if you said to politicians, you've lied to the voters. You've defrauded them. We're going to prosecute you. Imagine. Imagine how many jails will be filled with with politicians right now. You mean you lied to the voters? No. We're going to prosecute you. Remember the slush fund those congressmen all had because they were boinking their secretaries or their staff members, and they had a slush fund to pay them hush money? Nobody was charged with anything there. They were embarrassed when it was discovered and leaked out. Here's the difference. None of them denied having the affairs. None of them. Not only has Donald Trump denied it repeatedly, Stormy Daniels said there wasn't one. A judge ruled that Stormy Daniels had to pay Donald Trump's legal fees in her slander lawsuit against Trump. Finding a fair judge in this country is like finding the old needle in the haystack. So none of this could have happened. Alan Dershowitz, is anything there? There's nothing here. Here's the theory. When Donald Trump paid $130,000 to make sure that Stormy Daniels didn't embarrass him in front of his wife, his children, his business associates, when he paid the $130,000, he knew he had to immediately list the $130,000 and describe the reason he paid it as hush money to a former porn star in order to stop her from testifying about his adulterous affair. Would anybody in the history of the world ever pay hush money if they knew they had to honestly 
disclose it. I mean, hush money goes back to Alexander Hamilton. It's one of the oldest phenomenon in American history. I challenge Bragg. He said, he looked the American public in the eye, and he said, I have prosecuted cases like this. It's our bread and butter, including sexual cases. D.A. Bragg named one case where anybody has ever prosecuted somebody for not honestly disclosing the fact that he paid hush money to cover up a sexual matter. It's never happened. It would never have happened if this was not Donald Trump. This is part of get Trump. And this comes from a liberal Democrat who maintains his right as a constitutional manner to vote against, to vote against Donald Trump for the third time. <laughs> Trump teased Dershowitz last week in a phone call and said, you like to say you didn't vote for me, but I think you did. <laughs> and Dershowitz didn't deny it. Now he says, oh, I'm going to vote against him for a third time. But that's the point. He's a liberal Democrat. And he's telling liberals, you're full of crap. You're a pack of liars. You're destroying the Constitution and the very republic we've built over 200 plus years. 250 plus years. Pretty sickening. But that's the thing. Liberals don't care. Rather than listen to Alan Dershowitz, they ostracize him. You're out of the group, dude. You're out of the club. We're not going to talk to you. You're not invited to the parties at the Hamptons anymore. Apparently, Dershowitz said, well, go F yourself. I don't care. Because he didn't stop. He didn't stop standing up for what was right. He didn't stop standing up for the Constitution. He stood up against his liberal friends, Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld, being one of them, who accosted Dershowitz in a grocery store in the Hamptons. Dershowitz described the whole thing. So what do we have here on the bench in this case, Juan Mershon, that's his name. Now, what is he all about? Did you see yesterday where he allowed cameras into the courtroom? There was no mugshot. The liberals are just dying. How come we didn't get a mugshot? But instead, the judge allowed cameras so that they could take pictures of Trump simply sitting there, staring into space, and then they claim he was staring down Alvin Brigg. They'll say anything. He was glaring at Alvin Brigg. By the way, cameras are almost never allowed in the courtroom. It's very rare, at arraignments especially. So who is Juan Mershon? Here's a reporter who did his duty. Justice Juan Mershon is the same judge who presided over the Trump Organization tax fraud trial that resulted in a $1.6 million fine and the former CFO Alan Weisselberg serving a five-month prison sentence. Also the same judge involved in the Steve Bannon case right now. (laughs) And yet this guy won't recuse himself. In the Weisselberg case, he sentenced Weisselberg to prison and fined the Trump Organization because... Follow me now. Donald Trump's organization helped this guy out and paid for an apartment. So put yourself in that position. You own a company, very successful company. One of your people who's helped you get successful is in a little financial trouble. You pay for his apartment. That's a crime. That's only a crime because Juan Mershon said it was. He's corrupt. He's presiding over the Steve Bannon case. He hates Steve Bannon probably equally to his hatred for Donald Trump, but he won't recuse himself. This is the problem with corrupt judges. 
They have no ethics. They have no morality. None. Zero. Zip. And this guy can't even spell the words. By the way, not only that, his daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now works for the Biden campaign. (laughs) That alone should recuse you, never mind the other three cases you've been involved in. But what what did we see today? Or yesterday, I should say. What did we see when we were watching that fiasco yesterday? Ben Dominich, what was it that you saw? What they saw was the beginning of a country being torn apart. And I think that we're on the cusp of seeing exactly that. As unserious as these charges are, I believe that they are going to lead to the kind of consequences of, of, attor- of district attorneys, of attorneys general, of prosecutors across this country, targeting their political foes in ways that we have never seen before in American politics. And I believe that that will rend apart our ability to function in any way as a bipartisan nation in the immediate. Remember about two years ago when they started this nonsense against Trump after he left office, I said, it's not a matter of convicting him of a crime. They're trying to destroy him and injure him so badly that when he does indeed run, and he is, he'll be tarnished in the minds of voters who are on the fence, if there is such a thing. And that's exactly what they hope to achieve with this. They want to have this hanging over his head so that people who are torn will say, you know what, there's always something going on with Trump. I I don't need the circus. But the circus is not created by Donald Trump. It's created by the people trying to get him. That is what renders us third world country status, where your political enemies can destroy you. In fact, keep you from running. I go back to the question I've asked for two years. Why are they so afraid of a guy they claimed they whipped? They said they beat him handily. What are you afraid of him for? If you're not afraid of him, why, are you, why do you care? Why does he even occupy one sentence in your mind if you're not afraid of him? But they're really not afraid of him. They're petrified of him. He's already exposed them once. Can you imagine the scorched earth that will take place if he gets in again? And they know it. They know it. But more importantly is what the rest of the world thinks of us. Victor Davis Hanson, who's a fellow at Stanford and a very intelligent fellow, have we lost our moral credibility? And we've lost now all credibility that we've stored up over 233. We have no more moral credibility to lecture people about the democratic process. and They have an agenda, the left, that does not appeal to 51% of the people, so they attack the process and they attack the candidate. And what we're seeing is not the end of it. This Tonight was the very beginning. This is going to go on through three prosecutors for a year and a half with the intent of getting just enough empathy for Donald Trump that he'll be nominated and then seeing him gag-ordered, hemorrhaged, and maybe even incarcerated to nullify his viability in the general election. So it, it's the worst example of third-world election tampering. It's exactly what's going on. They want to ensure that he will run against them and in the meantime destroy him so that those people, as I just described on the fence, won't vote for him. Look at all the baggage. But I say this. If the NBC tape of Donald Trump and Billy Bush didn't destroy his campaign the first time he ran. This nonsense won't. 
I think they're ensuring Donald Trump's ascendancy into the White House again. That's what I think. Now, they're not going to stop with this case, though. Keep in mind, they're going to go after him on other ones. But this one has planted in the minds of voters, I believe, just how desperate Democrats are, just how full of crap they are, just how far they'll go to lie, perjure themselves, falsely charge a former president simply because they don't like him. So every case that they charge to follow will be tainted by this nonsense. None of them are any good, none of the cases. Alan Dershowitz broke them down for us the other day. So since Alvin Bragg didn't have the courage or the spine to tell us what crime Donald Trump committed, President Trump spoke last night back at Mar-a-Lago. President Trump, tell us, what crime did you commit? The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. And now this massive election interference at a scale never seen before in our country. Carpe diem, Mr. President. Yep, he's exposed him, all right. And that's the crime. You're a rotten criminal if you dare cross them. And boy, will we make your life miserable. They couldn't do it if they didn't have the help of the media, mind you. But they have the help of the media. The media is completely on board. And that's sickening. How many grand juries have they convened to try to get Trump just recently? Mark Levin? There have been in the course of the last few months five grand juries controlled by Democrats. Over what? You would have thought this man took money from the communist Chinese. You would have thought his son took money from the communist Chinese. You would have thought he's the criminal of this thing. What exactly did he do? So they had to concoct all these phony crimes because he didn't do anything. So the Manhattan DA should be disbarred, not only because of the way he campaigned, because you know what? This is crap that a pre-law student shouldn't even put in front of a damn judge. That's number one. (laughs) That's number one, Mark Levin said, but I think he has more. Who else should be disbarred? She's another one who should be disbarred for the way that she campaigned. The legal profession is an embarrassment right now. The judges are a humiliation right now. They need to get their ass in gear and get their act together and get this country back instead of giving a rubber stamp to all this behavior. That's number one. (laughs) He's confused about what number one is. Letitia Jones is who he was talking about. That's number one. And by the way, she's another one that should be disbarred. That's number one. (laughs) I love it when Levin gets going. I love his passion. He's had it. We should have a lot more of that in this country, by the way. A lot more. But maybe we're looking at this entirely from the wrong viewpoint. Andy McCarthy, who I respect greatly as a former U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York, very familiar with how New York politics and legal ramblings work. Are we looking at this the wrong way? I think we're just looking at this entirely wrong They want you to look at it this way. This is the Bolshevik left, which has captured the criminal justice system in New York. They don't really care if they convict Trump ultimately. Hmm. The the point here is to make the process the penalty. The Hmm. point here is to to make this financially prohibitive, uh, emotionally humiliating, politically humiliating, exhausting, uh, and to use the process 
as a punitive measure, not only against Trump, but to convey the sim- the the signal uh, to people who support Trump and to Republicans, frankly, generally, and anyone who opposes the progressive left, that this is what you can we can do to you if you become our adversary. That's exactly what's going on. We're pointing at Trump because he's the biggest one. And if we'll go after him, what do you think we'll do to you? Here's the warning bell fired across the bow. You cross us, you disagree with us, you expose us for the corrupt bastards we are, here's what we'll do. Andy McCarthy, spot on, spot on, spot on. But the liberal media wants you to know that it was a somber and sad day. Right, Mika? I thought is this a very sad day for America. If you don't see this as a sad day for America. It's just so serious and solemn. And there is a sadness, I, I think, uh, that we got to this point in America. Well, it is a sad day for America. It is a serious night. And a somber moment for our country. This should be a somber moment, right? I have a lot of friends on the on the left side of the spectrum who are doing a happy dance right now, and I don't think that's appropriate. Oh, you don't? You don't think it's appropriate? It's somber. Sad, somber, somber, sad. Serious. <laughs> Except no person with any legal background considers this serious. They laugh at it. The serious part is, that this country has descended into this kind of behavior. That's the serious part. The allegations are not serious. They're laughable. They're a joke. Charlie Hurt, it was a sad day, but who actually stood tall? Obviously, it is a sad day, uh, you know, to see that spectacle, the circus in Manhattan, where every single uh, institution has failed. Uh, You have a rogue runaway prosecutor, who is putting politics before for the law, the only person involved in any of this who has respected the law and respected the country is Donald Trump. He didn't have to go to New York today. He, in fact, yeah. he got a clear pass from the governor of Florida that, that the governor of Florida wouldn't, wouldn't allow him to be arrested and hauled to New York. He went because he has respect for the system. And then, and then what is the thanks he gets for that? He goes right. in there and the judge tells him, doesn't put a gag order on him, in the middle of an election, but tells him, you watch what you say. I'm watching you. This is, you know, this is the fire alarm that, that, that voters pulled in 2016. This is our country that is broken. And this is what Donald Trump has campaigned on his, enti- his entire political existence. And then the president came out and spoke. Yeah, the, the, the entire gag order thing was part of the strategy as well. They leaked that out, that there might be a gag order, so... Conservative voices said, that's impossible. You can't put a gag order on a man running for president. He may have to address these idiotic allegations, unserious though they are, in some debate form. So instead of putting a gag order, what did the judge do? The judge said, no gag order. But then he pointed to Trump and said, I'll be watching you. I'll be watching what you say. But he didn't tell Alvin Bragg he's going to watch what he says. Only Donald Trump. I can tell you, with legal background and with some sort of expertise, that never happens. Ever. Ever. In the history of courtrooms, 
No judge has ever said that to a defendant. Ever. But Juan Mershon said it yesterday. What a punk, thug judge he is. Somebody ought to check to see if he's an illegal alien. Another Juan is just as demented and just as sick, and that's Juan Williams who's been sick for a long time. He's just never addressed it. Of all the things you've heard from all the people, including liberal commentators, legal people, that this whole case is a farce, not Juan Williams, with no legal background whatsoever, he has Trump convicted. Uh, People say this is political, but, you know, the case is real. Donald Trump brought this on himself. No Democrat made him get involved with a porn star. No Democrat made him pay her hush money. And no one uh, told him to come up with a scheme to cover up the payment to her. That's all. That No Democrat did that. That's Donald Trump. He, he put himself in this box. Come up with a scheme to pay? He had his lawyer write a check to her. get involved with a porn star, she says there was no involvement. She says. She says, basically, with that letter that claims that she had no affair with Donald Trump, I extorted him, and I got 130000 out of it. It's probably a little more than she makes for Stormy Does Dallas. So this is America. I can extort you, which is a crime, And if you then pay extortion money to me, which is not a crime, you'll be the one charged, not me. But the other part of this that they love, the liberals, is that they they can continue to refer to this porn star and sleaze up Donald Trump as much as they can. He's cavorting with a porn star. They they can't help. They, They fawn over it. Can't help themselves. They've got to talk about it every second. It's not other people's fault that Donald Trump got involved with a porn star, says Juan Williams. Juan Williams would probably pay her to get involved with him. That, by the way, is called prostitution. That is against the law. Negotiating a non-disclosure agreement is not against the law. I'll repeat that a thousand gazillion times. Now, if you had a crime that Trump committed, and you're Alvin Bragg, wouldn't you be so proud to announce what crime you found? But he wasn't. He didn't say it. There is no crime. By his own omission. Dana Bash over at CNN. She's got him convicted, too. She thinks there's no doubt that he did this. Nobody has really said, oh, no, he didn't do it. We know he... He did it according to Michael Cohen. (laughs) Nobody is really saying he didn't do this. Uh, Actually, everybody is saying it. Everybody except you and Juan Williams. And then she says, as she cites her authority for her stupidity, we know he did this according to Michael Cohen. You mean Michael Cohen, the convicted liar, actually did break laws, was charged, convicted, and served time for them? And what law did he what law did he break? He lied under oath. This is a convicted liar who she cites as the authority for truth. <laughs> if it wasn't so preposterous, you'd beat your head against the wall. 
let me see if I can break this down. If I'm trying to prove that I'm telling the truth, I'm going to have O.J. Simpson speak for me. (laughs) No, Kevin didn't commit the murder, just like I didn't. Isn't that beautiful? Now, essentially, Stormy Daniels was holding Trump hostage. She knew how embarrassing it would be if she claimed she had an affair. Not that she did, but if she even claimed it. She also knew it was worth some money, probably, from a billionaire who would just pay her to go away. This happens all the time, by the way. Look at discrimination lawsuits that are filed against major corporations. They pay the defendant money just to go away. It's not worth it legally from the f- a fee standpoint to continue to fight it sometimes. Sometimes it is. But ransom money is paid. Someone kidnaps your child and you want that child back and you, they tell you you have to pay and you pay. Is it you that committed the crime or is it the kidnapper? That's called extortion. Pretty amazing. But thank you, Dana Bash, for that brush with immortality. I got to hear her again. This is too good. Nobody has really said, oh, no, he didn't do it. We know he he did it according to Michael Cohen. Nobody said it, but even if they did, we know he did do it because Michael Cohen said so. (laughs) wonder what time the Easter Bunny's arriving at her house on Sunday. You know, I said earlier, it's hilarious because what the liberals were counting on in this shit show yesterday was a mugshot. I felt like there'd be a mugshot. I was wrong. I thought for sure they're going to get their mugshot. My God, that's what this is all about. Then the liberals can use it as a campaign picture in every video that they make against Trump. Look at this. Here's his mugshot. I was praying that if there was a mugshot, Trump would have his suit on and a smile on his face. Unlike all of the other mugshots that you see from liberal criminals. Oh, I'm sorry, none of them ever get arrested. But they didn't even get that. So that had to put them in a foul mood right from the beginning. So the judge decided, okay, then I'll let cameras come in. You can take all the pictures of Donald Trump you want. I didn't see any pictures emerge from that courtroom of Alvin Bragg or the judge. Only of Trump. So essentially, the liberals didn't get their mugshot, so they dispatched the bought-and-paid-for media sycophants to go in there and get the mugshot for them. Again, something that almost never happens. Steve Krakauer wrote the book Uncovered, and he laughs at the liberals for not getting their mugshot. They can barely contain the glee that they have just salivating about the... And, of course, all they wanted was the mugshot. They couldn't even get the mugshot. They let the the, uh, the, the the photographer into the courtroom, which is pretty rare, because they couldn't even get the mugshot that they've been craving for months or years. They have been craving it, and they're just so disappointed. It's hard to be a liberal today, isn't it? It must be almost impossible every day. And part of the problem with liberals has always been they don't have a policy, they don't have a message, they don't have anything to offer this country except corruption and greed 
and their quest for power, which is unending. Do you ever have a liberal tell you how they're going to solve a problem in this country? Other than take your money and then lie about what they're using it for. But they've never said to you, hey, Kevin, here's what we're going to do for you. Or people in your situation. They never say that. They just tell you who's to blame for your situation. Donald Trump. Mega Republicans. They're to blame for everything. You don't hear Biden with any solutions to any problems. Well, inflation's coming down. Gas prices are coming down. Well, they're not, first of all. After OPEC stuck it up your butt yesterday or two days ago, gas prices are only soaring again. He's already depleted our strategic oil reserves, so guess what? The OPEC people, led by the Saudis, who basically hate this guy, the Saudis hate Biden as much as Trump does. So they intentionally got Biden the other day. They know this stupid ass fell for their bait, took the bait, dwindled down our strategic oil reserves, sold some of it to China, and now they said, guess what? We're cutting production. Now you're really screwed, you stupid ass. You demented old man who, when asked about the indictment being a political prosecution yesterday, he laughed. You know why he laughed? Because Politico released a story yesterday quoting top-level Biden associates in his White House with saying this is going just how they hoped it would, that Trump will be the nominee, but so tarnished and so destroyed in the minds of voters that he can't possibly win a general election. That's what it's all designed to do. They know there's no crime. That's why Biden laughed. He was laughing at himself, of course. So, Victor Davis Hanson, do liberals have a message? Am I wrong? They don't have a message, and so whether it's symbolically tearing up the State of the Union or denying the Speaker of the Minority Leader in the House appointments, or trying to uh, threaten the filibuster to be ended, or the electoral college, or pack the court. Uh, it's all processed because they don't have a message, and they're desperate. They're revolutionaries. We're in the middle of a revolution that we don't even know that we're in. How true is that? We're in the middle of a revolution that we don't even know we're in. And we've been here for a while. We've been here for a while where a judge can say to a former president, refrain from agitating on social media. What does that even mean? By the way, you think Donald Trump scares? You think that judge scared him with that bull crap? Think he scared him at all? Here's what Donald Trump posted on social media on Truth Social. The highly partisan judge and his family are well-known Trump haters. He was an unfair disaster on a previous Trump-related case, wouldn't recuse himself, gave horrible jury instructions, and impossible to deal with during the witch hunt trial. His daughter worked for Kamala, and now the Biden-Harris campaign, Kangaroo Court. I'm guessing Judge Juan Mershon didn't scare President Trump at all. Not all. Here's a question Biden might want to ponder. If there is a war that starts, which we're very we're on the brink of it, 
and the people supplying us with oil, like the OPEC plus people, what if they say, we're not giving you any? Where are we? You going to rush out and buy your electric car? Is Sandy Cortez going to loan you hers? Only this country is so corrupt and so illiterate that we would go from the top of the mountain, complete and total energy independence, and come voluntarily back down to the bottom. Only this illiterate country full of corrupt public officials, would ever see that happen. Do you see that happen in Saudi Arabia or any of the oil-producing companies, or excuse me, countries? They don't get to the top of that energy mountain and then say, oh, by the way, let's destroy it. Only we do that. Because we're idiots. And if you don't think you're an idiot, we're all idiots. Because these are the people we elected to lead us. Ponder that for a moment. No, I know you didn't elect Biden. Nobody did, actually. But we allowed it to happen. Look what we're allowing to happen now. When are the Republicans going to stand up, the ones with power, and do something? McCarthy said yesterday, we're going to haul Bragg in. Well, don't just haul him in. And I know it's very hard for them until they gain power in the Department of Justice to do anything, but don't just haul him in. Haul him in, destroy him, and then warn. This is what's going to happen to all of you who pull this crap and will keep the file until there's a Republican attorney general. And then we're charging every single one of you. That's what you say. Hauling him in doesn't have any effect. We've seen that for years Jim Jordan, McCarthy, Comer, you can haul all of them in. They lie under oath. They don't care. They know nothing's going to happen to them. So tell them all, here's what's going to happen to you when a Republican attorney general is in office. Now, they may may still be brazen and arrogant enough to keep it up, but I guarantee you some of them won't. Ben Dominich, from your perspective, did Bragg get what he wanted yesterday? From my perspective, you know, this, if this was both the apex and the nadir of hashtag resistance, they got what they wanted in the sense of indicting Donald Trump by any means necessary. But at the end of the day, if you come out of this and you didn't even hurt him, you maybe even helped him get a better shot at getting back to the White House, and you didn't even get a mugshot, do you really feel like you accomplished what you were aiming for here? I certainly don't. Well, I- I don't either. I don't. Now, the the big aim, of course, as I said earlier, they're trying to damage him enough that in the general election he won't win. They want the image out there that this guy has a circus around him. We're not. We're just not going to vote for him, no matter how great his policies are. And that's what Trump has to keep pounding, and he did so last night. I was very proud of him to see him contrast what Biden has done to this country. As he said, you could take the five worst presidents in the history of this country, put them all together, and they wouldn't have come close to inflicting the damage on this country that the Biden corrupt regime has done. And then talked about his record. And that's what you need to do. Contrast the two so that when those swing voters say, gosh, there's so much surrounding Trump, I know it's it's bullshit, but it's just I'm tired of it. 
Then you want them to think, but wait a minute. Look at the other side of this. If I don't vote for Trump, look what I get. I believe anyone who votes for Joe Biden, if he runs, should be jailed. I know that sounds like a dictatorship, but I'm not jailing you because you voted for him. I'd be jailing you because you're morbidly stupid. That you want to destroy the country and you want to destroy yourself. You're suicidal. I think you should belong in a nuthouse, anyone who votes for this guy. Because when you vote for him or the Democrats in general, you're saying, give us more of the same, would you? Give us more energy dependence on enemies. Give us more illegal aliens crossing the border with fentanyl and drugs that are killing our children. We want more. Come on. Come on, man. Give us more. We want more corruption in Washington. We want higher inflation. Five, six, seven percent. That's not high enough. You can do better. We want more. We want hamburger to cost $15 a pound, not five. We want eggs to cost the, the price of a car payment. Give us more. That's what you're saying if you vote for a Democrat. You want more of the same. Think about that when you go vote. Or if you know some foolish Democrat, throw that at them. They'll have no response other than to call you a racist, but maybe it'll sink in and they'll think about it for a moment. You want more of the same if you vote for these people again. If you think this world, this country is spectacular, then you should vote for a Democrat and then check yourself into the nuthouse. Tulsi Gabbard knows Democrats. She is one of them. But she's not a liberal psychopath. She knows Democrats who know what happened yesterday is wrong. I know some Democrats who in their heart know that what's happening is wrong. I know there's probably a lot of Democrats and independents who who feel the same way, but they're so afraid Mm. to speak up. They're so afraid to be targeted, called traitors, cast out. But the important thing for us all, those of us who love this country and value democracy and understand the importance of preserving the rule of law in this country, now is the time for courage to take a stand to defend that which we hold dear, to defend this country and to defend our democracy uh, and have the courage to stand up not only for us today, but recognize that there are long-lasting consequences. If we do nothing, it'll be lost. Lost. That's where we are now. I think we are lost already. I think this country's lost unless something happens quickly. She's right. If we do nothing, it'll be lost. But I think she said something else that was very important there. She knows Democrats who know this is wrong, but they fear speaking out because they'll be ostracized by the Democratic community. And then she said later that it's time that we have courage and stand up for what we believe in. So she eliminated those Democrat friends of hers who she admitted are cowards. They don't have the courage to speak out. They're cowards, which, by the way, is the number one criteria for you to become a liberal Democrat. You're a coward. Liz Harrington's not a coward. She works in Trump world, but she also knows and wonders why are they so afraid of President Trump? Well, they're afraid of him because they're really afraid of you. They're afraid of the American people. And they do not want to let the American people decide who leads them ever again. And it would be so much easier to just go through the motions and have another fake election with two controlled candidates. That's why they want to get Donald J. Trump out of the way, because they're going to have to come up with 
a hundred million fake votes to drown out a hundred million real ones. Well, the way they do that, Liz Harrington, is they ignore the real ones. They throw them away. We've seen that already. Don't ever, ever underestimate the ability of liberal, corrupt politicians to come up with 100 million fake votes. That's not hard. They came up with 80 million last time. It's just another 20 million. By the way, I'm reminded that Tulsi Gabbard did pull out of the Democratic Party. She's now an independent. So she knows, and she claims other Democrats know, but they're too cowardly. She's not a coward. Didn't phase her to pull out. What's interesting, Liz Harrington points out, is that liberals claim Donald Trump's close affiliation with Russia, and yet they want this country to be Russia. Interesting that for seven years they've been screaming about Russia when really behind the scenes they've been busy turning us into the Soviet Union. And it culminates today with the beginning of a show trial of the most popular president in American history. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. That is who Donald J. Trump is. It's exactly who he is. And they know it. They know it. We talked a little bit about this gag order not being issued, but we had noted the chilling effect. And Harmeet Dillon, who is an attorney who is around this entire case, agrees that the chilling effect is what's important. I would even say that the judge not putting a gag order on both sides in this case is the same, because by... But by scolding the defendant and saying, you better stay away from an imaginary line that I'm not going to draw for you, he's effectively chilling his speech while at the same time not putting any constraints whatsoever on the district attorney who could go out and, in fact, uh, completely ignore his, his, uh, his oath to do justice and prejudge that the defendant is already guilty. He said that multiple times in his remarks. Yeah, he's already prejudged him. He scolded Trump and warned him not to make agitating comments on social media, but didn't do the same for Bragg. So the subtle message to people watching is Donald Trump, bad guy, prosecutor, good guy. Prosecutor so good, he doesn't need a warning. Trump so bad, I must warn him. So guilty. It's the subtle things that you got to pay attention to because this is what they're after. This is mind manipulation personified to the nth degree. And you know why they do it? Because it works. It works with shallow-minded liberal people. They're too dumb to see it. So how does this make us look on the international stage? Let's let Larry Kudlow break it down. This makes the United States look so bad. I know. Okay, put it, put it, just put the politics aside. This is what third world dictators do. You know, they try to throw their opponents into jail or worse. Okay, that's what this looks like around the world. Uh, Only a few days after Trump was indicted in a very surprising indictment, only a few days later, Saudi Arabia and Russia, what's called OPEC Plus, cut oil production uh, by over a million 
barrels a day. They go ahead and make their cut in an attempt to drive oil prices up to $100 a barrel, get gas prices back to $5 a gallon or uh, more than that. They don't fear Joe Biden. They took a look at this circus of what progressives are trying to do, led by Alvin Bragg, and they said, you know what, we don't fear them. Is that a coincidence? Just a couple days later, I don't think so. I don't think so either, Larry. They're not afraid of this clown. Do you think Putin would have ever threatened using nuclear weapons if Donald Trump was in office? Well, we know the answer to that question, don't we? The answer is no, he wouldn't have, because Donald Trump was in office and he didn't. Do you think the president of China would make noise about invading Taiwan or make noise about anything for that matter? If Trump were in office, no is the answer, because we have the evidence already. Do you think the Mexican government would continue to allow and help and aid illegal aliens come across our border if Trump were there? No is the answer, because we've already seen it. Do you think we'd be dependent on other countries for oil and energy? The answer is no, because we've already seen it. Would a President Trump ever, under any circumstances, deplete our strategic oil reserves other than for a complete emergency, not my own political stupidity? No, is the answer, because we've seen the evidence. Do you think Donald Trump would ever handcuff corporations by screaming about something called climate change? No, is the answer, because we've seen the evidence. Trump knows, as Larry Kudlow knows, the world is laughing at us. The world is already laughing at us for so many other reasons, like our open borders, our incompetent withdrawal from Afghanistan, then our give up on energy independence. And crime statistics, if you look in Democrat-run cities, numbers the likes of which we have never seen before, the open threats by various countries of the use of nuclear weapons, An economy that has been crippled by the biggest inflation we have seen in more than 60 years. And a military that I used to defeat ISIS, to kill al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, that has now gone woke at the top levels. Yes, it has. Great recitation of a contrast between Trump and Biden. Now, only in this world that we live in today, in this country, would a person campaigning for any public office campaign openly on a platform that was designed to get a political opponent. And by get, I don't mean beat them in the election because they're not running against them. I mean get them, lie about them, bogusly charge them, arrest them, and try to convict them. Only in America would that happen, and only from the liberal side does it happen. It happened at least twice in New York alone, the attorney general and this idiot prosecutor. Do you recall any Republican running for office campaigning on getting Nancy Pelosi? I kind of wish they would, but they don't. Because they'll wait till they get in office, hopefully, and then examine the facts and then go after her. Only if the facts dictate. Of course they do. But here's how Alvin Bragg campaigned 
to become the district attorney in Manhattan. This is how he campaigned. He didn't campaign on cleaning up New York City's crime problem. He didn't campaign on releasing felons from custody and prisons. He campaigned on getting one person. We know there's a Trump investigation. I have investigated Trump and his children and held them accountable for their misconduct with the Trump Foundation. I also sued the Trump administration more than 100 times. We know that the DA is investigating uh, Trump. Uh, When I was in the AG's office, I sued Trump over 100 times for his administration's misconduct and brought a case against the Trump Foundation and held him accountable. He's bragging about it. He's bragging about what he did to hurt Donald Trump. (laughs) That's too good. (laughs) Jack Posobiec was outside of the courthouse yesterday, and he described the movement of Donald Trump as something that's beginning to rescue America. We are beginning America's comeback actually starts today. They're trying to shut it down. They're trying to shut down this country and turn us into a globalist uh, gaggle of consumers and serfs working at the behest and under the yoke of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, why say we're the people of the United States of America. We refuse to be a servant slave class. We will be free people and we will remain free people by fighting peacefully, politically, and patriotically for those freedoms. Watch out, Jack. It was President Trump that said, you make your feelings known by going down to the Capitol today peacefully and patriotically. Those are the same words President Trump used and they're investigating him for crimes for saying it. So Jack Posobiec... Since your name is not Donald J. Trump, you're probably in the clear. But I'd be careful. The language police are listening at every turn. At every turn. I've looked at this pending primary campaign on the Republican side. And I love DeSantis. In fact, I love a lot of the people that could run for president as a Republican. Greg Abbott in Texas. Christy Noem in South Dakota. There's a lot of them. But there's only one guy, and if you're honest about it, you come to this conclusion, I believe. If you're honest with yourself, you say this to yourself when you go to vote in the primary. If I were accosted by a gang, who would help me? Would it be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? Who would jump in and fight with me? I think we all know that answer. If these liberals are left in power, there's only one guy that will stand up to them and take them on in the most aggressive way possible, which is the only way to defeat them, and that's Trump. Mark Levin, do you agree with that? Is Trump the right guy for now? We, the American people, need to stand behind this guy. There's not another Republican that I can think of who can fight back and fight back this way. I can't think, I like others. I really do. I think some of them would be great presidents. But at this time, at this moment, with these American Marxist movements taking over, with Soros funding these prosecutors, crime up the wazoo, He's the guy, and they know it. He's the guy, and they know it. And that's why they're coming after him. And we know it. 
The point is, we can't let them do it. And so who is best, best suited to stop them? Well, we've seen it already. It's not like we have to scratch our heads and say, I wonder if Trump will be a more effective president than anybody else running on the Republican side. Nikki Haley? You think she would stand up the way Trump does? You think she would get into a street fight with them? You you think she'd refer to these corrupt countries that we're giving aid to as shithole countries? Who stands up for us? Who do you think would? I know it. And while they're beating us into the submission, and by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, but every single competitor of Donald Trump's from Mike Pompeo to Nikki Haley to Ron DeSantis have all stood by President Trump in this, virtually assuring him of being the nominee. But he's the only one who would fight like this. And I think we all know that. Our good friends at Window World, all this hard rain coming down, check your windows, folks. You might have a leak. But even if you don't, check your utility bills. Are they higher than they should be? Are you afraid that hail might break through your windows? We might have some hail with these storms. I'm not afraid of any of that. You know why? I have Window World windows. 314-993-1800. That gets you a free in-home estimate. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house, prove to you why they're simply the best for less like they did to me. I've noticed my utility bills have come down. My air conditioner and my furnace, they don't run 24-7. Not anymore. Because the cool air is not escaping in the summer, allowing the hot air in and vice versa in the winter. My air conditioner, my furnace are the same that I had put in when I built my house 18 years ago. Never had to change. Don't anticipate a change. A lot of air conditioners and furnaces last a long time. But I've never had so much as a problem. They don't run all the time. Once I got Window World windows in, 314-993-1800. You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. And you'll also be getting a promise. And that promise is this. Window World gives you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. That's right. I said glass breakage. So if hail comes your way and breaks your windows, somehow, some way, gets through a Window World window, it's covered. Now, how do they do that? Other people don't do it. Window World uses double-strength glass. That's how. And the price? A friend of mine compared the two. I tell it every day. Same product, same amount of windows. With one, you had to pay an upsell price to get double-strength glass. Window World, it's standard. And the price tag was this. Window World windows, same amount of windows, same windows, cost one-third of what the competition cost. One-third. And they also offer 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. 314-993-1800. That is Window World. I mentioned uh, Trump's opponents backing him in this, including Mike Pompeo. But Mike Pompeo didn't do it from the United States. He's in Ukraine. And he met with Zelensky over there. Why is that? 
Why do any American politicians go meet with this corrupt Zelensky in the capital of the most prolific money laundering country in history? I don't get that. Maybe somebody should ask Pompeo. We'll take a break, and then we're coming right back with more. Your calls are welcome on the other side. I cannot see, but I know you will. But you can't lie to me with all these books that you sell. I'm not trying to follow you to the end of the world. I'm just trying to leave something behind. Words have come from men and mouths. Oh, but I can't help thinking that I've heard the wrong crowd. When all the water is gone, my job will be too. And I'm just trying to leave something behind. Money is free, but love costs more than our bread. In the ceiling, it's hard to reach. All the future ahead is broken and red. And I'm trying to leave something behind. This whole world is a foreign land We swallow the moon But we don't know our own hand We're running with the case Oh, but we ain't got the gold And we're trying to leave something behind Oh, my friends, I believe we are at the wrong fight And I cannot read what I did not write I've been to his house, but the master is gone But I'd like to leave something behind There is a beast who's taking my brain You can put me to bed, but you can't feel my pain. When the machine has taken the soul from the man, it's time to leave something behind. Our money is free, but love costs more than our bread. In the ceiling, it's hard to reach. All the future is already dead And I'm trying to leave something behind I got this feeling 
that I'm still at the shore And pockets don't know what it means to be poor I can get through the wall if you give me a door So I can leave something behind Oh, wisdom is lost in the trees somewhere Oh, you're not gonna find it in some mental gray hair It's locked up from those who hurry ahead It's time to leave something behind Oh, money is free, but love costs more than our bread In the ceiling it's hard to reach When my son is a man, he will know what I meant I was just trying to leave something behind Just trying to leave something Welcome back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this rainy, yeah, very rainy, Wednesday morning. We're glad you're along for the ride, and we appreciate your support. Our phone lines are open, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. Cleo is up first. Good morning, Cleo. How are you today? Well, good morning, Kevin. Real good. How's it going, man? I'm trying to. It's going to be a bright day. I don't care what the weather looks like. I love that attitude. We're gonna ha- we're gonna make our own brightness, aren't we? That's right. Let's find humor. Let's find some humor. There, there's always humor in the highest of situations. There is a lot of humor in this, though, isn't there? Because they are really illiterate. But and th- and thank you for that argument, Democrats. If you want more, if you want more inflation, vote for vote for Biden again. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's the old Ronald Reagan twist on, uh, you know, are, are you better off today than you were four years ago? But this is even better because you're saying if you want more of this, keep voting for these people. Are you really that stupid? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Excellent argument. Excellent argument. That, that Rush Limbaugh used to have those kind of arguments. You're, you're, you're just like him, man. Carpe diem to that. <laughs> By, and, the, and, way, and, by, by no. the way, Cleo, let, let me give you a little of this. Yeah. Rush warned us and told us how we should think right now. We will never surrender. We will never give up. Uh-huh. Never, never, yes, you did. never. It's not who we are. It's not what I we do. For years. We never you got it right. give up. I played the clip. I know you couldn't hear because you're on the phone, but he I said, didn't. we will never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. Yeah, I couldn't hear. Okay. Hey, listen, on, on a, a, a negative note, you know, you're right about uh, uh, Trump. If they don't do if this doesn't do him in, his, his life is in danger. Yeah, I, I really believe that these people will stop at nothing. Assassination means nothing to these greedy, power hungry people. They'll sacrifice some dope's life. They'll get some guy in prison and they'll say, here's the deal. You go take mm. him out and <clears throat> protect you. 
Yeah, as that financial expert said, he was just on a minute ago. This is what happened in third world countries. Lawrence, is that his name Lawrence, something or other? Um, I can't remember which guy said that, but uh, – oh, Larry Kudlow. <laughs> Larry Kudlow, yeah, Larry Kudlow. He's, this is what happens in world countries and worse. What he meant by worse, don't you? But he won't say it. Oh, yeah. He meant what we're just talking about. But before they do that, if there is an election, before they would kill him, they will inundate the ballot boxes with fake ballots. They're going to have to deforest the forest to get so much paper to print fake ballots. <laughs> when Liz Harrington says, good luck with getting a, a manufacturing 100 million fake ballots, don't tempt them. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Yes, because if you tempt them, they'll take that as a challenge. Yeah, that's right. And and, and uh, I don't feel sorry for Frankenstein Fetterman at all. He's depressed. He wanted to do away himself. You know, there's a similarity with, with the actual Frankenstein boys call off in the movie. He wanted to end his life. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was up in the bell tower in the windmill. He wanted to end his life, just <laughs> like Frankenstein Fetterman. <laughs> I don't have any I don't have any damn Sympathy for that jackass. Well, here's the thing. I think he has a brain injury. I mean, a stroke is a brain injury. And so while I don't think if you took away the stroke, I don't think he'd be much different. I feel sorry for anybody who has a medical problem. But in his case, he goes right along with it. And he's got a, a wife who is, I mean, look, I've picked poorly with the women in my life. But how can you pick that badly? Good God, that woman just uses you in order to get herself in a powerful position. She really believes that they'll name her senator if he dies. That's right. I wanted to bring that up. You're taking the words out of my mouth. She may slip in some about the bride of Frankenstein, yes. Elsa Lancaster. She is the bride of Frankenstein. There's no doubt. Remember that? Elsa Lancaster doing that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's what she is. She and, and Dr. Jill... Only Dr. Jill and her uh, eminent stupidity could suggest that the South Carolina, or excuse me, the LSU women's team and the Iowa women's basketball team should appear together at the White House because one lost and one won. So, of course, let's always reward the loser. Uh, let's give them the participation trophy. And, by the way, not even taking into account these two teams hate each other. So there probably yeah. will be a chance of fisticuffs. And when someone of a sound mind said to Dr. Jill, are you nuts? They withdrew the request. She's trying to get Iowa to become a blue state is what she's doing, man. Oh, yeah. She's begging Iowa for votes. That's exactly what it is. Hey, I got some real uh, news, man. Now, listen to this. I talked to an IRS agent who was also a police officer, also served in armed service for years. She was an IRS agent. She said, and she had it in writing and verbally, that Obama commissioned the IRS to go after conservatives and the Tea Party. She said it happened, which we all know that, you and I. Oh, yeah. But this is this is a gal you interviewed, and she ran for office, Peggy Hubbard. Oh, yeah, Peggy Hubbard. She said it came from Barack Hussein Obama, and it was a directive to the IRS. And if you were there wanted to be whistleblowers, they were threatened with their job and their personal and family safety. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is where all this weaponizing government institutions started and all the lying and intimidation started with Barack Hussein Obama, and it's gotten worse since then. You can lie with impunity, and nobody, nobody will take you to account. 
This is where it started. There's proof of it from a reputable person. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, we knew it, like you said. Yeah, we knew it, but this is is proof, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that completely. And And look, look, I've always said, it didn't start with Biden. It started with Obama. He's the one who started to ruin the country. He's the one who stirred the racial animosity. He's the one. He's the one. And then he could get by with it. The press would get, let him skate. And it started from there. And it gets worse and worse and worse. The, the quadrupling of lies doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It never stops. And they get away with it so it won't stop. That's why I say if Trump gets in or no matter who gets in, if you don't hire and appoint and get confirmed – a bulldog for attorney general, none of this will change. But when you do get in there and you get your bulldog, you can't lollygag. You've got to immediately Mm -hmm. start. All these files should be there. That's what I'm hopeful that these congressional hearings are all about, building the case against all these criminals. You've already got the case against Hillary Clinton. You've already got the case against Biden and Obama. You've already got the case against Comey. You've got the case right in front of you against Christopher Wray. And then the rest of them, Hunter Biden, all the rest of them. And you prosecute their ass, and you put them in jail, and then and only then will we ever return to some semblance of sanity in this country. If that doesn't happen, we're dead. If that doesn't happen, we're dead. You need a bulldog. You, you don't. You don't need a Mitt Romney and an Asa Hutchison. I tell you that. How about Mitt Romney issuing a statement yesterday that, despite Donald Trump's behavior rendering him unfit for the presidency? Uh, this prosecution is uh, politically motivated. Why don't you just shut up, Mittens Romney, you butt-hurt guy that Trump wouldn't give you a cabinet position, even though you completely humiliated yourself, begging for it, even after you ripped into Trump while he was running, thinking he would never get elected. Once he was elected, <laughs> Romney went and begged Trump. Trump played him like a fiddle. And then when Trump kicked him in the ass and said, get out of here, Romney has been on the rampage ever since. The imbeciles in Utah that voted him in should never be allowed to vote again. Well, I'm afraid the imbeciles not only in Pennsylvania, but in Utah as well. I'd like to run into him in an airport, Romney, that grease ball. <laughs> I would, too. He is a grease ball, isn't he? I'd love to put Romney in his place. What a candy ass he is. Because first thing i do, I'd run up to him and I'd mess up his hair. <laughs> And one more thing I'll finish with, Kevin. I want to ask you what you said the other day. All liberal women are lying bitches. It's, un- it's unbelievable, the whiners that they are. I mean, they are unconscionable. And it's sad. I, I don't mean to indict women because I'm not. Conservative women aren't like that. But the question is, why are why are liberal women like that? All of them. They never let you and down. They, and they all got perpetual frowns on their face. Well, that's because they're unhappy. They looked in the mirror. <laughs> Okay, that's a great one to finish on. All right, Cleo. Okay. All right, bye. Thank you. It's not the most attractive group. I mean, come on. I'm not Brad Pitt, but I might be Bob Pitt. But uh, that group, whoo! Talk about Bride of Frankenstein. But he's right. Frankenstein, Fetterman, and that bride of his, yeesh. Those are dangerous people. But Jane Pauley's just as dangerous, perhaps more so because of the way she allowed those two to be portrayed. She lied, talking about Fetterman being some rising political star. 
in whose mind? The guy has a brain injury. Is that the standard now to become a rising political star, have a stroke that so debilitates you mentally and emotionally that you're depressed and want to die? Oh, that's a rising political star. Jane Pauley's an idiot. She's never been smart. But now she's such a partisan idiot, it's scary. Back in the day when she was on the Today Show, they actually had some some standards of impartiality. I never quite knew Brokaw was the liberal that he is. But you found out later. But uh, Jane Pauley, good grief. But we should have known. Gary Trudeau being her husband and the Doonesbury cartoon column, which wasn't really a cartoon, it was a political column. And it was always liberal, pro-liberal. So we should have known. We certainly should have known. 636-538-0746. Lines are open if you'd like to jump in on this rainy Tuesday morning. And it is rainy. Craziness out there, isn't it? This whole charade reminds me of the song, all these liberal hypocrites and media hypocrites. Remember the song Harper Valley PTA? When she decided after she'd been criticized very quietly behind her back, jabs at her for the way she dressed, the way she did everything. She walked into the PTA meeting and laid every one of them out with all of the dirt that she had on each one of them. And that's what needs to happen to liberals. It's time Republicans stop taking the slings and arrows and start arming themselves and firing back, except with flaming arrows. You don't put down a corrupt group of people by acquiescing to them. You put them down by putting them in jail, legitimately charging the ones who are guilty, prosecuting them, and then sentencing them to the maximum degree, not only for the crimes they've committed, but also for an extra one called treason. Any third-year law student could prosecute James Comey, Christopher Ray. Biden, Hunter Biden, all of them for treason. That wouldn't be hard. That's the easiest case to prove. But I think it's going to take one of three things that I've talked about on this show for years now. Secession of the red states with me as the president. I'm only half joking. Secession of the red states, a civil war which I still believe is something that we could use to our advantage. And the, and the third thing would be, well, if Donald Trump gets elected and appoints the, the attorney general that we need appointed, it'll help the other two things happen. We won't need the civil war. We won't need the secession. We'll simply put them in jail. Once that message is sent... I think we might be able to return to normal. But my number one thing that I advise and advocate is for the secession. There's nothing that spells attention like secession. We'll get their attention. We're going to be on Owen Schroyer's show today on um, the Alex Jones Network. Owen Schroyer's war room at 5 o'clock Central Time. 
So we will uh, have some fun on there. Owen wanted me to come on and talk about the legalities of what's gone on here. So much like we've explained it to you this morning, we'll do we'll do the same. Except we'll add some spice and some color with Owen. Owen's always fun. That'll be enjoyable today. But this is all we have, folks. Those are the, those are our options. We don't really have any more. We can't just go gun them down. Even though I believe liberals are behind all of these school shootings, as soon as you hear the governor of Tennessee say he's taking action to secure the schools with armed guards, the liberals have a freakout show. They lose their minds. <laughs> you know what? I, I get a kick out of liberals. Here's what, I, and I've said this to my own brother before. I said, you know, when you were. CFO of the company you were at before you retired, I didn't see you offer your job to a black guy who's been struggling, guy who couldn't get a job or something, but maybe there were some white people that were bigoted against him in his job interviews, and he was rejected unfairly. I didn't see you offer your job to him. They all talk a big game, but when push comes to shove, I don't see any of them being pushed out of their lucrative gigs in order to make room for equality. I just don't see it. It doesn't happen. They're frauds. It's fraudulent beyond belief. I mentioned earlier that if you, Cleo brought it up, that if you vote for a Democrat at any time in any future election, you're saying, come on, bring me more. Give me more of what we have today because we love it. Now, you say to yourself, well, no right-thinking person would do that. And then Chicago happens. Last night, the people of Chicago said, we love it. Give us more of this. Give us more murders in our city. Give us more crime. Give us higher prices. Give us higher inflation. Give us more. Give us more calling white people the oppressors in the schools. Brainwash our kids. We want more of it. That's what the people of Chicago said last night. So you you can't say to yourself, well, Kevin, that's never going to happen. Yes, it is. It does. It happens every day. I noticed a clean sweep in school boards out in where I, the area where I live of conservative school board members. You know why? Because caring citizens put together a list so that people like me would know how to vote. I take that cue seriously. Knowledgeable people letting me know the pros and cons. Boom, that was an easy vote. But Chicago said, we want more. Come on, man. You can deal us some more adversity. We're tough Chicagoans. Do we care that drive-by shootings occur every five minutes? No. Do we care if our kids are getting murdered and slaughtered? No. We want more. Do we care that crime has risen to an all-time high? No, we want more of it. We want more $15-pound hamburger. Eggs that cost a car and a house payment. We want more, Chicago said, resoundingly. Give us more Beetlejuice. We can't get enough. Of course, it begs the question, it is Chicago, after all. Was the election rigged? That's the problem. 
That's what the liberals have caused in this country. Never again will any right-thinking person trust the outcome of an election. Even if, let's say, Donald Trump won, I wouldn't trust that the numbers are what they say they are. I would simply understand that the liberals failed to get enough illegal votes. I would understand that. Sheriff Rich is with us. Good morning, Sheriff. Morning, Kevin. How you doing? Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. Yeah, every, every point you went over through today was spot on again from the beginning to sort of the end. But here's my question. We all know exactly what the Democrats are doing, these left-wing liberal nut jobs. We all know what they're doing. We all know why they're doing it. These Republican politicians keep talking and saying, this is what they're doing. Here's what they're trying to do. Here's they're trying to stop Trump. When are they going to do something and stop talking about it? When? Well, that's the unending question, and there's no answer to I, it. Right. So, and, 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 and the only time I say that they'll do and it And just is when like you, you pointed out, what Chicagoans did again yesterday, they, love, they, they must love what's going on. Yeah, they have to. Here, here, but here's another, here's another problem. Yesterday was an election for local elections just like that. I went and voted on my way to work in Ameren yesterday. I stopped at the voting booth. There was only one other person in there, and I went to vote for the three conservatives for, for the school board. But the, the, well, the regular working-class conservative people are going to work. They're doing their jobs. They, they don't think it when it comes time to go vote for these local elections, whereas the left-wing liberal nut jobs. If they are working, they take off work and they go and make sure they vote for their people. And and it's like that throughout the country. Absolutely, they do. They don't mind taking off work. They'd rather not work at all. Exactly. Exactly. The the Republicans and and the conservatives play by the rules. It's time to break the rules in this country. Because you have to, I've always said this, if you're fighting in the mud with a pig, you better be willing to get in the mud. I was glad to see... on Fox last night, Lindsey Graham finally got on there and he looked like he was angry and upset and he was pushing for people to go support Donald Trump financially. It's the first time I've ever seen him act this way. Well, he actually, Maybe he's finally had enough. Yeah, he did it last week too. So he's been uh, beating that drum now a little bit and we're glad to see that. He, he better beat that drum. Otherwise, you, trouble will be following shortly thereafter. Right, and there needs to be more Republicans finally stand up and start speaking out and stop this. I'm afraid to support Trump because I won't get reelected. Well, if you don't support Trump and he does get reelected, you're done anyway. Exactly. They're All right, Kevin, I know it's the end of the show. I want to tell you, great job. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Sheriff. We appreciate the call. All right, thank you. Bye-bye now. Good points all, but he's right. It's frustrating. When will Republicans stop this? And when will we get down in the mud and fight with the pigs? Those are the questions. What are the answers? We'll be back fighting a good fight again tomorrow morning. We do it every day. We get down in the mud. We don't mind fighting the pigs at their game. So stay safe in this rain wherever you are. Be careful. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. (laughs) 